0: Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
1: And that is launched out to deep
2: left field. Big fly for Mike truck. This is ground ball to second base. Red Heafel
1: falls down, picks it up, fires the first. The Angels have no hit. The Seattle
0: Mariners. Let's go on. Big fly for Anthony Rendon. Hey, guys, I'm Alex Curry. This is Joe Adele here with the Los Angeles Angels. This is Brandon Marsh. This is Chris Arduin. You're listening to the All Angels Podcast
1: what is going on welcome to another edition of the all angels podcast and it is opening day i am joined by chris the curator johnson i've we are in halo haven and we are also joined by mike brown of big league chewing podcast mike chris cool. opening day how are you feeling guys
0: i feel so good um yeah it's been a long time long time coming so super excited it's opening day for sure
2: so, yeah, so it's a national ho- holiday, holiday, and um, people are calling me up, congratulating you. It's just kind of a weird experience. So,
1: Yeah, it's definitely a, a fun day to be had, just because uh, the season's finally here, and it's awesome that it's here, and it's 162 games, but we got so much to do before opening pitch at 7.05, so let's get to it right away. So we are doing a giveaway And if you followed us on uh, instagram you know all about this giveaway so first person in the comments will get a shirt chris is proudly wearing good vibes only from rake baseball co and here's a question dylan bundy gets the opening day start for your angels today jared weaver has the most opening day starts for the angels how many did he have now without saying any the answer if you think it's right do you either one of you guys think you know the answer
0: Mm, uh, I think so Yeah, I, I have like a ballpark guess But I don't know it for sure
1: So I will tell you that You know, he had a, like a run of like four in a row For a little while And then they were kind of broken up In a little bit So we'll see if we get some comments on Our Instagram live Again, if you know the answer um, Definitely put a question We got a couple guesses right now We got, we got five We got Forty-three, which I don't. <laughs> forty-three. I don't think that's um, I mean Albert's making records by having twenty-one straight opening day uh, starts. I don't. I think forty-three would be a whole different kind of record. Um, I'm guessing seven, and believe it or not, seven is the right answer. Wow! Um, and there you got it. So wings on our. Uh, looks like YouTube page. Uh, Go ahead and DM us your information either on Instagram or on Twitter um, or even allangelspodcast at gmail.com, and we'll get one of these shirts mailed out to you uh, as soon as we can. But don't worry. We got another trivia. Uh, We got two extra shirts. Again, these are from Rake Baseball Company, so definitely check them out if you like what you see here. They have this color. They have gray. They have, like, non team-specific stuff. They got hats. They have a lot of great stuff. So definitely um, check them out. Chris, you've dealt with them before.
2: Yeah, he sent me a sh- shirt a few years ago, and uh, we're very appreciative of what they do. And it's kind of cool, It's uh, especially during uh, this last year, good vibes only, with the peace sign, with the halo. Right. Kind of rock this around town and uh, spread some positivity. Yeah. Um, especially around the baseball community. And then all of a sudden I saw Mike Trout actually wearing one of yeah. these um, last season pregame. Mm-hmm. So um, he's getting some traction there, but we appreciate the guys over there. They've been very generous to us.
1: Yeah. So we've seen them quite a bit and it's just great to, to, for them to reach out to us. So for the second uh, shirt, here's the next question. Rookie angels, rookie frame thrower and friend of the podcast, Chris Rodriguez um, has a dog oh, I misspelled it. has a dog that's been by his side through the whole rehab Injury process, and if you read his story, you know exactly what I'm talking about with the back surgeries. What is that dog's name? If you follow him on Instagram, if you follow him, I believe, on Twitter, too, he posts the dog's name all the time, and as a hint, it is very fitting for a pitcher. So any of you guys have an idea of what that is?
0: Uh, maybe. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I won't, I won't say. I won't say. Yeah,
1: you have an idea? Nothing. I mean, Chris is a dog person he has dogs right outside the door but a, a fitting pitching name hmm. and once you see it you'll get this is a good guess it's not right but that's a really good guess oh uh, strike. strike was a really good Man. guess but that is not it oh tommy john oh uh, no, I, I don't know if, i don't know <laughs> if i want to be a picture And wow. i uh, want my dog to be named that that's for sure any other guesses out there We can. we had a couple um, put them in the comment section. Um, slider? slider. That's okay. not a bad one, uh, but that's not right. Let's put it this way: if you are a pitcher, you want to become this ace. Oh, oh yeah. There
2: I was him.
0: literally, I was literally going to say southpaw, but then I was like, he's not a lefty. Uh, but the whole South like the paw whole
1: one's good though. South. The, the whole paw way.
0: thing. I was like, uh, maybe southpaw, but yeah, he's not so a lefty. So. it looks
1: like.
2: Top Mav and Goose um, got he it got right. it. So, it looks like George Gutierrez chimed in, got Ace as well. A little
1: bit late, but uh, Tom Mav and Goose, Top Mav and Goose, again, same thing. DM us either in our Instagram or Twitter, Halo underscore Haven, or reach us out to us at Podcast at gmail.com for your uh, T-shirt. We'll get it all sent out to you. But, um, again, this is from the Rake Baseball Company. Um, they do great stuff. Check them out, and I want to thank them again for – Taking time out for us. And um there is dog, there's his dog right there. Uh, but yeah, thank you guys from Rake. Really appreciate it. it was kind of a surprise thing that uh we got all these put together in literally the last week and a half, two weeks. So that's great. I'm glad we got these people on here. Uh and then we got bad puns in the comment section. That's rough. <laughs> um, you guess you can kind of see that coming. But, uh, again, thank you, everyone, for participating. We hope to do more of these kind of giveaways as the season goes. And, and, you know, maybe we get a couple sponsors and have them hand us out some things for you guys. So, moving on. Again, opening day. Uh, Again, less than an hour away. Let's talk about this starting lineup. And here it is. Um, Again, these are the starters. We have, going from left to right, we got Anthony Rendon, Jose Iglesias, David, I got my new contract, Fletcher. We'll talk about that in a little bit. Albert Pujols making another start. Matt Stassi coming back from injury behind the plate. And then obviously you got Justin Upton, Mike Trout, and Dexter Fowler in the outfield, respectively. Um, Mike, I'm going to ask you first. At the first glance of this starting lineup, what do you think? How do you feel?
0: Yeah, it looks. I mean, it looks pretty good. Um, you know, I'm super happy that um, everyone's healthy. Uh, it's It's yeah. kind of, you know, touch wood, but – I think it's been a while since uh, we've started a season with kind of the starting lineup kind of intact and healthy. So main takeaway for me is that they're all kind of healthy and ready to go. Um, you know, Ligaris kind of made it interesting there uh, at the end of spring. I know he's going to be the fourth outfielder, but uh, I think he could have gave uh, Fowler a little bit of a run for his money in terms of the starting right fielder. But uh fowler is uh, obviously madden's guy so he gets the nod um but we'll see how that plays out but yeah overall i i like it i'm happy that they're all they're all in the lineup and healthy
1: yeah exactly i think health is the biggest thing that this was kind of your projected starting lineup starting defense since pretty much the beginning of spring yeah. and for the first time in a long time that i remember it's actually your opening day um defense how do you feel about the defense that's out there right now chris
2: yeah, I meant, I think we've heard a lot about this guy, Iglesias, his plays in spring training. And, you know, Simmons being a fan favorite, it was sad to see him go. Uh, he's spectacular out there, but Glacius has mo- more pop in the bat. I think he has more potential um, and more of an upside than Simmons. And it's just not that household name. It's not that, you know, that Simba kind of thing and no more Simba's pride. Yeah, that oh, so that's it. Yeah. And if you're going to come up with a fan thing, uh, I appreciate what they did, but you can't just be locked into one player, yeah. especially a guy that's not a tenured contract. But I like what the glaciers has to offer. I think he's just kind of he's kind of overlooked. And I don't think a lot of people knew him on the national level. And it's going to be cool to really see what he does out there, and, and just looking at like what he did in the short season, uh, we give all this credit to Bauer for putting up you know Cy Young numbers in a you know sixty game season, gets that big contract based off that. But this guy led the league in batting, right? And so um, I'm loving that. I'm loving Fletcher and him up the middle, Rendon at third, to see a full season with him, and even Fowler and Wright. I like it.
1: So let's talk about that Fletcher deal came out. What three hours ago, maybe about his contract extension? It's a five year guaranteed contract with uh, two options at the tail end of it. Um, if those two options get picked up, you're looking at close to about what was it like 80 something million dollars? So, obviously, very team friendly. Uh, Mike, when you saw that contract extension come through, what did you, what did you think?
0: Yeah, you know, it's funny. It's not one of the ones that I had thought the Angels might have pursued in terms of extensions. You know, when I thought of extensions, I thought of like the three or four pitchers that are going to be free agents at the end of the season. You know, maybe like Haney would get an extension or or one of the one of these pitchers um, that's due to be a free agent, you know, Dylan Bundy. Um, So it definitely came out of left field a little bit for me, but um, it makes all the sense in the world. As you said, it's a very team friendly deal um he's a great great kind of cornerstone piece to this team now and has been for the last year and a half or so so um yeah i i love the price i love i love the player um and yeah yeah super super excited to have fletcher on for the foreseeable future
1: yeah i mean and to and true angel fashion um it's, i mean and correct me if i'm wrong it wasn't even talked about from what i understand like as far as no nope. um even like you heard negotiations are happening and then two hours later negotiate negotiations are done and you have a a, a deal that's to me talk about how crazy how fast that is
0: yeah i mean i uh, you're right i mean it did follow the angels kind of protocol of like keeping it kind of under wraps um and and things escalating really quickly um that's just kind of how they like to get things done, you know, from GM to GM, you know, that kind of hasn't changed. So it's definitely like an Artie Moreno type thing where he wants to keep things kind of quiet and not not have the media or journalists maybe impact, um, you know, the the deal in some way or, you know, put out false numbers or false uh, you know agreements or whatever. So, um, yeah, super fast. Uh, got it done on opening day um so now he's kind of now he can kind of go out and play not that he was kind of you know wondering where he was going to be in a couple years but uh it's nice to kind of lock in a nice contract like that on opening day it's uh pretty ceremonial and pretty nice
1: you guys found something more to cheer about chris when you saw the fletcher extension how'd you feel
2: i was surprised all of that i just didn't see it come in and and just uh Show that they're really invested on in them and uh, just thinking about, you know, all the trade rumors they had always that include Fletcher, Fletcher, and then just to kind of lock them up. Um, it's exciting. And it just shows that they believe in the guy and you got to feel good. If you're David Fletcher, to get that money right before opening day on opening day. I yep. mean, that, that's nice.
1: It's really nice. So now let's go to the rest of the bench players. And this is where I put Otani just because I wasn't sure where to put him as far as, uh, or I would have put Otani out here, but obviously he's DHing and I'll have him in the rotation. But um, the bench players, obviously Kurt Suzuki, catcher, Jared Walsh, Jose Rojas, uh, one of those guys that, you know, was a long shot at like the beginning of spring, but again, had a great spring. And Madden has rewarded him with a spot on the opening day roster. And like you mentioned earlier, Juan Lagares. So, Mike, you see these guys, you see the kind of depth they have behind them. How do you feel about um, the bench players?
0: Yeah, I think Rojas is an interesting piece here. You know, he um, we heard about I I, I at least heard about him probably last year. You guys probably heard about him sooner because you guys are more in touch with uh, the minors. But, yeah, I remember him having a huge year in AAA, I think last year or the year before. And I was like, oh, you know, maybe, you know, maybe we'll see him at some point. So nice to see him up. Um, Ligaris is obviously more known for his defense, but he really raked uh, in spring training. So. We'll see what he can do. I definitely like his defensive upside, though. Um, the Walsh, he had that nice uh, August or September last season. Um, we'll see if he can continue that. I, I don't think he played; he hit particularly well in spring training, so we'll see, kind of see what happens. I think Albert's getting the star over him tonight on opening day, so we'll see. Um, and then Suzuki, just a kind of veteran presence, a guy that you kind of have on there to kind of help guide the pitching staff um, you know Stassi will probably get the majority of the time, but Suzuki's just a nice veteran guy. You know, former teammate of of Rendon, so him and Rendon know each other from the Nationals. So, um, yeah, yeah, it's 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 a decent bench, I would say.
1: And what about you, Chris? How you like the bench and how it all plays out?
2: Well, no, it's uh, it's gonna be. Interesting to see what Walsh can do, if he can continue what he was, you know, what he kind of ended the season doing. Um, You got a veteran with Ligaris. And, you know, I, I think Walsh isn't in the lineup tonight, just out of respect to Pujols, being that it's possibly his last season. Yeah, according to his wife. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah. yeah, I think it's out of respect for I uh, Man, if you really want to see how the season goes, I'm thinking Walsh is going to be out there uh, the majority of the time for sure. And Suzuki, you know, just what he brings in and being a product of Cal State Fullerton, being home again, uh, World Series champion, heard a little bit of some interviews with him. And, um, man, he's a guy that's really going to help um, the clubhouse. Yeah.
1: So again, now that's the that's the bench guys. Now let's move forward to the starters and the bullpen. Obviously, the starters are Dylan Bundy tonight. We got Andrew Haney tomorrow, Cobb on Saturday, and Shohei on Sunday. After that, I believe it's going to be Jose Quintana and then Griffin Canning. I'm not that those two can flip. I'm not exactly sure if they nailed those two guys down, but we do know we do know the first four guys in the Chicago series. And outside of those guys, you got bullpen in. The crazy part, this bullpen got reworked all in a matter of like 30, <laughs> 35 hours. I mean, the only the only guy that's still there from last year is Mike Myers that probably is going to be your eighth-inning setup guy uh, for fantasy purposes. I really hope so. Um, <laughs> I mean, you got C-check, you got Junior Gara, you got, again, we mentioned Chris Rodriguez, uh, a great, great story through spring. But, you know, Mike, talk about either one, starters or the bullpen, but what, what are you looking for?
0: Yeah, I've lost your audio there, um, but uh, yeah, I'll, I'll go ahead and, uh, and 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 go forward. But yeah, the bullpen I think um, is something I, uh, I'll focus on real quick. So yeah, I, I mean, I gotta applaud um, Perry really for kind of reconstructing this bullpen. The signings of Cisek and um, and Watson, I think, are. Are were two nice kind of late pickups. I mean, these happened a couple of days ago and now they're kind of on the, you know, the opening day roster. Um, but these are both two guys that are kind of um, journeyman guys, definitely like in their late stages of their career. I think they're both around 34, 35 respectively. Um, c I think had a drop off last year for the White Sox. I don't think he pitched particularly well, but both guys have a long track record of pitching really well. Um, And it's been a while since the Angels have had a real kind of veteran kind of anchor. Um, I remember in the 2014 season, they went and got – his name escapes me now. But um, they got him for the – Yeah, yeah, they got Street, and they also got the guy from the Pirates uh, who was having a really good season in 2013. Uh, It's escaping me now, Um, but anyways, yeah, they were, uh, yeah, they were. You know, it's been a while since they've had that that kind of veteran guy that you can kind of count on to get outs. So I like those two pickups a lot, Um, and I think you know Iglesias is going to be great. we'll see if Myers can, can, can kind of continue his pace from last season. And then obviously Chris Rodriguez is kind of the big story of spring. You know, he makes the team, um, and he's going to contribute to the bullpen right away and he's got electric stuff. You know, we know that very well. Um, so yeah, this bullpen has been completely reshaped. I love that Perry has been aggressive in doing so. And I think that's a, it's, it's a, it's a good, yeah, it looks, it looks good to me from, from, from the start.
1: How do you feel
2: about this thing? How about this uh, rotation and bullpen, Chris? Man, like you said, it's crazy to think that Mike Myers is the only guy left. But after their performance last year, <laughs> right. I, I don't. Uh, I I get the urgency there, and so that le- you know what was it a couple days ago when they brought in three guys, uh, one um, with that minor league um, contract, and um, but C. Shack. Uh, it's a name that's kind of a bigger name, veteran presence. But uh, Reisela Glacius in the back end of it sounds you know. I'm excited about that. Um the big surprise was uh, butchery not um being on the on the yeah, roster to begin the year. That was like I don't know. I think that might be the biggest surprise of all spring. Okay, and true. so I think we were talking a little bit about that. It's like what happened there? Um he was he was okay during yeah. the spring, but you think a guy that's, you know, at least a 3-4 year veteran in the MLB would have that, you know they would they would just let him, you know ride into the season
1: well that shows too that, that he's just not going to put you out there just to put you out there you're still going to have to earn your spot even though like you mentioned he's you know ty's been a you know three four year you know veteran for the most part but if he doesn't perform to what they expect uh they're going to change up and that's that you know shows a lot again chris rodriguez i'm really excited to see him um Otani's looked good, except for the, you know, you're trying to worry about the blister issue that he had out in L.A. Um, does that worry you at all, Mike, the blister?
0: Uh, for Otani? Um, yeah, not not too much. I think he said he caught it early or he was glad that he caught it early. But in his previous spring start, I remember seeing him looking at it a little bit. And then in this Dodger start um that he had a couple of days ago um he ended up picking at it and, and they ended up having to take him out I was actually kind of relieved that that might have been the reason why his command was so wild in that game um and we'll see I mean he says he's going to be okay to start on Sunday against the White Sox um he has had blister issues in the past but um at least it's not something like a forearm strain or something to do with his arm I
1: mean,
0: yeah yeah ligament worst, you know scenario so yeah we'll, we'll, we'll see definitely but uh yeah, not not too concerned. I don't think.
1: So again, that's our that's the Angels' pitching arms coming into opening day, and obviously there's um, going to probably be a lot of movement this season with guys coming up and coming down. Uh, the huge influx of innings compared to last year is probably what's going to really test this team's depth, and hopefully they have enough guys to do it. I mean, you see guys got like Jaime Berea and uh, you know and Sandoval, guys that are at the alternate site. Um, they are, are, I mean, I. Like, i'm pretty sure they're going to make some kind of appearance and they're probably going to make an, uh, a good amount of appearances this year so we are going to take a quick break and then when we get back we are going to have the curators chronicles so taste hold on and we'll be right back after this i'd like to welcome our newest sponsor ebay sneakers From rare dead stock to the latest releases, you can find the exact sneaker you are looking for on eBay. As the original sneaker marketplace, eBay is the place to go if you want to cop that pair that you've been eyeing. And with eBay's guarantee, a team of independent professional authenticators perform a rigorous inspection of the sneakers you purchase before they are sent to you. So you can shop confidently knowing your pair is the real deal. And for you sneaker sellers out there, eBay has eliminated selling fees on sneakers $100 or more, making it free to sell or flip your collection. With other sites charging as much as 25%, you're going to have a ton of extra cash left for, guess what, more sneakers. Check out ebay.com slash sneakers today. Again, that's ebay.com slash sneakers today. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports action. Football might be over, but the NBA, college basketball, and the NHL are in full swing. And just around the corner, we have MLB baseball. Bet online covers everything from award shows, TV shows, and even reality TV. Real-time updates, odds, and props on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. This is the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts.
0: Let's go!
2: it is a beautiful day for a ball game it is opening day 2021 we have fans in the stands and this is the curator in halo haven where it all started uh, then it became a bus and then it became uh tailgates now it's a podcast but uh More shenanigans. yeah so um it's good to be here with friends uh with daniel we have courtney in here we have a friend on the way uh he actually caught uh the friend that's joining us today, he actually caught Adam Kennedy's third home run in that 2002 ALCS, uh, uh, trying to get him on the pod. But, um, sometimes with, uh, um, baseball fandom, I think, uh, sometimes we, we want certain things that the team doesn't produce or we want custom stuff. So, um, in this edition of the Curator's Chronicles, um, features a bobblehead that is a halo haven bobblehead we're going to move it towards the camera and this was hand poured by me the curator uh over a summer i said hey i'm going to start making some bobbleheads so i got a mold off the internet i uh, got a big jug of clay and i started pouring that thing and then the the next challenge was is like how am i gonna fire these things <laughs> so I then had to find somebody with a kiln so i made a run of three bobbleheads had to hand paint them then i had to logo them um but uh it's uh it's the rarest angels bobblehead i would have to say but um i hope to produce some other ones from maybe some you know different things uh different teams and things but uh yeah, so um, curation is sometimes curating your own things, and um, and we you know just like all Archangel pins started making up making stuff he would like to see the club make, but he's yeah. just made them on his own. It's um, kind of fun, and uh, just another side
1: of fandom. <laughs> but uh, absolutely, no, and that's fun too. to kind of do your own thing, design it the way you want. Obviously, you see the the two tone uh, cap, something that we haven't seen in a long time. I'm I'm wearing the game cap, the all red. I mean, kind of like when we had our last um, guest on Brian Crosby. He said he would love to have the two-tone cap, the two two different colors, you know, the navy and the red. And I think that's a great look for angel uh, headwear. What about you, Mike? Do you do you like the all? Yeah. Red? You like the two-tone kind of thing going?
0: I got the 50th anniversary cap on right now, and I think this is like one of the it's better right. yeah. one of the better red caps with the uh, the gold yeah. halo. But um, yeah, otherwise I'm I'm getting kind of bored of the red. Um, nice, yeah. There you go. Yeah, I would l- it would love to, I would love to bring back the two tone for sure. Um, I got the two tone two tone California Angels shirt on, so definitely definitely would love to have that back.
2: Yeah, what I what I miss the most, and I didn't get to tell Brian Crosby the the other day, is the road jersey having the city name like the and Anaheim, yeah, I and I know yeah. it, it would. People now, with the, if it said Los Angeles, they would be <laughs> <free> their <mind. laughs> Exactly. But yeah. uh, how sweet would it be to say like California across the front of a jersey? That, I mean, that uh, to me, be beautiful. Even, even
1: more so than Anaheim, I would prefer it to say, maybe because I'm just kind of, I like the name California Angels better. They've never done uh, California across the right. jersey would, when I they would, were California yeah, Angels. I would love that. And that. that'd be sweet.
0: Yep, yep, agreed
1: So that's another edition Opening day edition Of the Curators Chronicles Let's go The next up, what we're going to do is a little seasonal underovers. Um, I, I talked to – a lot of these numbers are from – if you listen to our my interview with Fabian Ardayo, the Athletic, and Red Bollinger at MLB.com. It's some of those same numbers that I asked them. I want to get your guys' opinions on. So the first one up is going to be Otani starts. Now, this can change a little bit now that with the blister issue. You're not sure how that's going to affect, if that's going to be lasting – all season long, but Otani 11 and a half starts. Mike, I'll ask you first. Do you think that's under or over?
0: I think this is over. Um, Yeah, I think he's, he's stronger this year. He's coming to camp a little bigger. Um, And I think, I think this is the year that he does it. Hopefully. Um, I I don't think he's like a 32 start guy, 200 inning guy, but definitely I think, you know, over 11 games, um, maybe 150 innings, 120 innings, something like that. But yeah, I think over 11 starts. What about 11 you? Games. Do you think oh, yeah, that that's
2: an easy one. Over, for okay. sure. Um, that's he's, I'd say 20 starts at least.
1: Wow, I mean, 20 starts. If we get 20 starts out of Otani, I think that will definitely um, benefit the team because he's going to get 20 starts because of two reasons. A, he's healthy, and B, he's actually producing. So if he gets <laughs> 20 starts, that's, that's going to be a great number uh, for the Angels, and obviously that means he is on some kind of a roll. So flipping it on Otani now. 24.5 home runs um, in the batter's box. I'll go to Chris first on this one. What do you uh, think? I'm going under. You going under 25? I'm going under. I'm going like maybe like maybe like a 22 home run mark. That's not a bad number. What about you, Mike?
0: Yeah, I, I think in the first two seasons he hit like 21, 22, something like that. So um, I would love for him to hit 30 and like pitch like you know 15 games or something. That means be, that'd be insane. That'd be, but that'd be really uh, nice. Yeah. But, yeah, I, I see it. yeah, like a 20-21 homer season. Um, yeah.
1: Yeah, definitely. I, I would – on the first one, I would definitely take the over. On this one, I want to take the over. I hope – I want him to get to a 25-home run mark. I truly think he can get it. And again, too, because if he's getting those starts up there, that means he's healthy. That means he's also batting. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah, I, I, I don't know. Just maybe his spring has kind of blinded me a little bit. But – you know, you see some of those shots and granted it's in Arizona, but I think some of those shots uh, would have been gone in any stadium and in, you know, any city regardless. So next one, again, we talked about Dylan Bundy being today's starter. Uh, Dylan Bundy's win total, 16 and a half. And granted wins aren't the best barometer for pitchers. I get it. But with this guy and the, the fact that he loves to go deep into games, the fact that he loves to just grind it out there. And he's, as of right now, kind of your top guy. Um, Mike, what do you think? Where do you think his win total is going to be this year?
0: Well, yeah, this is uh, that's a good one. Um, it's been a while since we've had an angel pitcher win 17 yeah. games. I'm mm-hmm. trying to even think of who it would be. Um,
1: oh, really? <laughs> oh. <laughs>
2: that's a surprise. I think CJ had 17
0: one year, which people forget. might have been like
1: his first year because I know his first two years with the angels were really good and then got yeah. off after that.
0: Um, I'm going to go under, um, I I would, I would say he maybe wins like 13 games, like 12 or 13 games. I think it's more along those lines. Um, yeah. 16 and a half. Yeah. Probably. I'm going to say under.
1: What about you,
2: Chris? Do you think he's going to under on that one? I'm thinking like 14 and a half. Well, Is that f- possible? He, I mean, you're saying 16 and a well, half. That's, a, that's
1: just so you. That's just so you say, <laughs> oh, he's get no,
2: that, yeah, he, they took him out like in the fourth. You know, middle of the
1: fourth, <laughs> the and new, he, the get, new, he got a no decision. That's a know. new saber metric. Uh, a yeah. half a win. Yeah. A the half. There you go. Yeah, <laughs> I kind of hope. It, I kind of hope it's under. But I, I mean, I'm not gonna hope. I hope it's over. But I think it's gonna be under. I think he's gonna get that 16 win mark. Um, like kind of like I mentioned, he's a horse. He loves to be out there. He loves to, to pitch long into games. The thing that mm-hmm. hurt, it's going to hurt him that I think, and I'm pretty sure a lot of people would agree, is that six man rotation. He's just not going to get as many times through, you know, through the rotation as a, as a normal five man rotation would, and that would probably hurt him for that fact. But you know, if he gets a 16 game, or if he wins 16 games this year for the Angels, I think that's more than enough to, in my opinion get an extension and he's one of those guys that's up at the end of the year. How do you feel Mike about Bundy? You know, if he performs well, the angels offer him an extension at the end of the year.
0: Yeah, I, I definitely, I think they would be kind of, um, you know, kind of crazy not to, if he, if he performs as well as he did last season, you know, if he has an ERA around three and a half or even high threes and he pitches well, gives us a bunch of innings, uh, I think you have to extend him. Um, I don't know what that extension looks like. Um, it'll be interesting to see what that would look like um, and if there's other teams that might give him a more lucrative deal in free agency, but he's still really young um, and if he pitches can, well yeah. again yeah if he still if he pitches well again this season, I think the angels should should definitely try to extend him.
1: Yeah, and I, I, I believe so, too. And just the pitching free agent market as of right now doesn't look great. You have a lot of names that are going to be free agents, but they're all older names like the Verlanders and the, I believe, Great yeah. Greaties, like those guys, Kershaws. I mean, they're names, but at what point do you, they stop being a name and just realize, hey, they're at the end of their career? So um, Bundy might see that as an opportunity and test the market. And as an Angel fan, I hope that if he is doing well, that they don't even let him get to that point. They somehow work out an extension with him. So, we went from the pitching side now let's go to our uh pretty much short of a Lord and Savior um Mike Trout <laughs> 42 and a half uh home runs this year Mike what do you think he's going to get
0: Oh I'm going to say over I mean I can't I can't gush enough about Trout um I'm going to I really I what I really want out of Trout and what I really feel like is the one thing that's like missing from one of his seasons is like the 50 home run season that like you know, people like Ryan Howard and Prince Fielder and stuff kind of achieved uh, a few years ago. But um, yeah, I, I would like to get him to like forty-five. I think he, I think he gets close to forty-five. So I'm gonna, I think he's just over forty-two and a half. I'm gonna go over.
1: What about you, Chris? Where do you think his home run total is going to be uh, this year? Yeah, it's it's over forty-two and a half for sure. I think he was disappointed
2: with his effort mm-hmm. last year. I think most people of your top five mo, era you know MVP voting you'd right. be pretty happy with that yeah he's pretty mad yeah and i think he's going to come out with a vengeance he has the big contract None, nothing to worry about right there full season i think yeah definitely um well, especially especially with that uh, right field you Know fence being shorter, yeah, for another oppo, year, and anyway, then I mean, just oppo all day. Like, yeah, he's got it for sure. It, and yeah, like Mike said, that's that one thing that Trout really hasn't hit that 50 home run mark. You know, all the greats have hit it, like a maze or you know, a mantle or a Ruth, um, right? Yeah,
1: bonds, bonds, uh, quote unquote. <laughs> but yeah, um, but no, you know, I really hope so too because Trout and it's crazy to hear him say this because he is such a great player, but how he was disappointed and he didn't have a good year. And he was kind of disappointed in himself last year, not only on the offensive side, but the defensive side, he was saying he wasn't able to take the right like jumps out of the outfield. And he really worked Mm -hmm. on that. And to hear a guy like trout, who, you know, I don't care what people say. He's the best player in baseball. A lot of people want to kind of crown the next guy, but I still think that is trout. And I still think um, for him to sit there and be like, you know what? I need to be better is, is crazy because if he is, better i mean i don't know what else uh he can be better at but like i said he's he's the man he's the guy that angel fans are going to go see uh and you know as for me and my wife we will see him tomorrow holding-
2: we're not worthy we're not worthy
1: <laughs> so we are now going into mr money bags over here uh david fletcher over under 300 this year batting average um you know, Mike, I'll ask you first, where is he? Where is his average finish at?
0: Yeah, I think he hit 319 last year in that shortened season. So right. um, I definitely. Yeah, he's uh, he's over for me. I think he probably finishes somewhere like, you know, 306, 307. I don't think he hits 320, but um, I think he's over. Yeah.
1: What about you, Chris? Do you think And like like Mike said, he hit over 300 last year. But that was in a short season. You don't know how it's going to play out completely in a full season. You know, you can get in a bad slump for a period of time and go dip under, and it's really hard to get back over. So, what do you think? Over three hundred or under three hundred for David Fletcher? Man, I'm <clears throat> just
2: kind of listening to your interview with Rhett and Fabian. Um, it's like when does those uh, like little dinks to right field? The how he dumps the ball out there? Like, is that? Is that luck or is that just, you know? Him being who yeah, he is. Yeah. But um, what does that run out or is that just a skill set? And yep. right now it's actually looking like it's a skill. It's like <laughs> almost like a trick <laughs> shot or something. And if you can continue to do that, that's the difference between a, being a two ninety and a three hundred five hitter, right? And exactly. Those, those I don't little know. Ones, those I mean, just looking at the spring training, he's doing, he's blooping them out, and but I don't know, like, how does he react to having that big contract? You know, it's not, it's no trial contract, but still, it's big money for him. He went from a rookie contract, and I don't even know what he was making last year, but it wasn't that. No, so it wasn't. the pressure there, but um, he's he's a down to earth kid, and uh, he kind of embodies that.
1: 2002 kind of mentality. So, well, that's what people yeah, love I about him it. is just that he's that he's that kind of uh, guy that's awkward with with the media. He's that kind of guy that's just yeah. keeps to himself and, and and just grinds out every at bat, grinds out every um, you know ground ball, if you will. So, uh, I'm rooting for him. I hope he gets over 300. It's just so hard nowadays with teams playing you know shifts and getting so many numbers about where guys are putting the balls, but. Yeah, if he's able to kind of get those bloops and and, and get those, um, beat out those infield single kind of types of of, of, of hits, you know, he's going to get 300. And so if I had to make a bet, I would say he would go over on 300. So the next one, one of the newest additions to the Angels, Razel Iglesias, uh, presuming he is going to be um, the, the closer for the Angels, which a lot of people have. And. Maybe we'll find out tonight if he's that ninth inning guy. But I have him at 32 and a half saves this year. Mike, where do you think he finishes with the saves?
0: Um, I think he gets to 30. Uh, so I'm going to go under on this one. Um, just kind of like trying to think about the Angels win total and kind of how the season is going to go. Um, I think he probably sits around 29 to 30 saves. So I'm going to go under.
1: What about you, Chris? Where do you think 32 and I'm half under? I'm going over uh, Brian
2: Fuentes. You guys remember Brian Fuentes. If he could get, like, I think he could <laughs> like almost like 45, 56, <laughs> throwing like he was throwing darts, like 89 miles an hour. If he could do that, Rizel Glacius can get over 32 and a half.
1: Yeah, I think so, too. I think this, this team is good enough to be in a lot of games, be winning a lot of games. I'm just not sure if they're good enough to be blowing guys out by, like, four or five runs to where the save opportunity doesn't, doesn't occur. I think you're going to be in a lot of those games this year, like two, three run kind of games. And that save opportunity, I think is going to be there quite a bit. So I'm going to take the over. And then you
2: think about how many saves we blew last, last year, year. Exactly. Right. And then the saves we actually got. Yeah. You add those together times that by, you know, you can three. double it. Yeah. It'd be easy to double it. Right? Yeah. So I feel like, easy.
1: yeah, I, I, like I said, I, I think this team's going to be in a lot of games. They're going to win a lot of games, but I think, those guys are going to be – those games are going to be, you know, two-run games, one-run games, three-run games. There's not going to be a lot of five, six, seven-run games where the save doesn't matter. I think he's going to get a lot of opportunities this year to save the games and hopefully – kind of like what Chris said, hopefully he uh, converts them way more than happened last year. So that concludes our under-over, but we're still going to do kind of a little bit of a preview. But now we're going to go around the National League first and kind of get um, – people's thoughts or your thoughts, uh, Mike and myself, Chris is like, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a West yeah. coast guy. I'll,
2: I'll leave this to the pros.
1: Yeah, like, exactly. Finally, I'm American league West and that's it. Yeah, exactly. So I want to step off
2: to the, uh, go send one of these stadium seats across. From
1: yeah. Me. Maybe grab a beer and pour it for himself. But, thanks, um, thanks, Mike, yeah. So national league, um, what do you think about, that, I mean, that division seems so, I'm looking at, you know, obviously about the teams in front of us, that team has so many teams in it that can be competitive. Like if the Mets win, you wouldn't be surprised. If the, if the Braves won, you wouldn't be surprised. If the Washington won, you wouldn't be surprised. But where do you think, who do you think wins the NL West or NL East? Sorry.
0: Um, I probably have the Braves again. I think a lot of people are kind of forgetting that the Braves were like a win away from going to the world series last season. Um, and you know, they've added more depth to that rotation of young arms. That's already really promising. Um, they added Charlie Morton, they added Drew Smiley. Um, you know, I think Acuna is in for kind of an MVP type season this year. Um, of course the Mets added Lindor and they added Trevor May to the bullpen. James McCann as the backstop. But, um, yeah, I I like the Braves a lot. I think a lot of people are kind of like under, almost underestimating the Braves, and so I I got the Braves in the East.
1: Yeah, I I think the Braves also. I mean, their lineup is going to be awesome. If they get some of those young pitchers back from injury, they can easily make a run for that. Um, Mets are going to be in the play. Washington's going to be in play, especially if um, Bell and um,
0: uh, – Schwarber. Schwarber.
1: Swarber, there it is. I'm gonna call him Scherzer. (laughs) Swarber, you know, can can produce offensively. That's gonna be a huge lift for them. But as of right now, I'm gonna I'm gonna take Atlanta to win that division. So moving to the Central, a lot of teams didn't make a whole lot of moves, including the Cubs, the Reds, and the Pirates. So to me, it, it seems like a two team race: the Cardinals and the Brewers. Which team are you leaning to to take the Central?
0: Yeah, I I know the Cardinals are kind of like the sexy pick right now, but I actually like the Brewers a lot. Um, I like the move of uh, Colton Wong to kind of shore up their defense. And then speaking of shoring up their defense, they also got Jackie Bradley Jr. Um, So they have Lorenzo Cain back and healthy again. Um, We'll see if Christian Yelich can kind of regain his uh, his, uh, output from 2019. He had kind of a down year last season, but um, the only thing with the Brewers is always that starting rotation. I always wonder where they get the innings from for that. But um, they got Hader at the back end of the bullpen. I think they had the rookie of the year in the bullpen last season, too. So um, the Cardinals are going to be good. They have a lot of rotation questions. I think they're going to rest on Jack Flaherty a lot to kind of be their ace. But outside of him, uh, it's a little spotty to me. Um, you got guys like Carpenter um, that are aging. They got a young outfield. But yeah, I, I like the Brewers kind of overall in that division. Which is which is really kind of a, a a flip of a coin. I mean, if you told me that the Cubs end up winning the division, um, I'd be very shocked, but I wouldn't be uh, wouldn't be the craziest thing I've ever heard.
1: Yeah, I'm taking the the Brewers also, and, and and granted, with the move with Arenado going to St. Louis, that is a sexy pick. You got Goldschmidt, maybe that helps Goldschmidt's mm-hmm. uh, production and and his numbers now all of a sudden go up, but. The Brewers are just to me are the Oakland A's of the, that Central Division where,
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: where you know they don't have the sexy name besides outside of like Yelich really and like Hater, right. but other than that they don't have like a sexy name that resonates like all the way over here on the East Coast or West Coast where uh-huh. you're like, oh, I know that guy. So I would love for the Brewers to win. I think that's always fun when like kind of like an underdog team because the Blue Bloods in that division are the Cubs and the Cardinals. So when a team like Milwaukee comes in and, and wins a division. I think it's a lot of fun uh, for baseball when it's competitive with them in the mix. Yeah. So now we go to the West, and obviously this is, seems like a two-team race, and you can even say these two teams are the, the, are in the NL uh, you know, and everyone else. So Dodgers, Padres, obviously are the class of the division because of the moves they made this offseason and just kind of what they already had bringing back. But who do you have coming out of the NL West?
0: um yeah i have the dodgers um i think they are far and away kind of the best team in the uh in the entire in the entire league um you know i i think the dodgers could easily rattle off like 108 109 wins this God, season that's it, crazy yeah if they if they stay healthy you know they're world series champs they obviously added trevor bauer um, the bullpen still looks really good. You know, um, they're, they have an embarrassing amount of depth uh, at the starting rotation. I think David Price is starting the year in the bullpen, um, which is crazy. Um, Angels could use a little bit of David Price right now. But, yeah, um, I, 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 I have the Dodgers winning that division.
1: You know what? Just for the simple fact that the Dodgers are the Dodgers. And even though Chris makes fun of me all the time, <laughs> San Diego is my NL team oh. <laughs> as he grunts in the background. I don't know if the mic were able to take that up because yeah, that. that was, yeah. <laughs> that was uh, pretty loud. <laughs> I am thinking the San Diego Padres to, to upset the Dodgers and, and take Here the we NL West. I honestly think it's going to be some one of those things where it's going to be like uh, the Padres 105 and the Dodgers 104, kind of. Yeah, yeah. I think honestly, even though the Dodgers lost to. Colorado today, which was kind of surprising. I think they're gonna. Both teams are gonna absolutely beat up on the Giants, the 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 Rockies, and Diamondbacks. Like I, I just, I just feel that. So I'm gonna pick San Diego by a game, but still, I'm gonna Mm -hmm. pick San Diego to take the West. And even though that that drives Chris crazy because they are my NL team, um, still I'm gonna take the Padres. So there we go. Moving into the AL. We are going to talk about the East first. Um, I think, obviously, the Yankees are probably the prohibitive favorite, but where do you go with the AL West? Or East, sorry.
0: Uh, I'm going to go ahead and go with the Yankees as well. Um, I think they lost an extra innings today to the Blue Jays, but um, the Yankees, uh, the lineup, when healthy, is one of the best in baseball. Um they have Garrett Cole at the top of the rotation. I think there's a lot of questions about some of their other rotation pieces like Corey Kluber and um, Jamison Tyon that they got from the Pirates in terms of staying healthy and giving them enough innings. Um, but I think overall, I think it's the Yankees' division to win. Uh, the Rays took a step back. The Red Sox are kind of in a limbo stage. They're kind of you know trading away pieces, bringing back kind of cost-effective pieces. Blue Jays look really good on paper, but um, I think that rotation is going to be pretty limiting to them and their success. Um, they probably need another piece. Jin Ryu looked really good in his start today against the Yankees. But, uh, yeah, they need they need another starter or two. Um, and the, the Orioles are in rebuilding mode. so. Um, yeah. I think it's gonna be the Yankees. Uh the Rays are, are gonna ray too. I mean they could easily I that Rays surprise. Them.
1: Ray. I like that.
0: <laughs> they could, <they> could <laughs> easily easily surprise some people too. But uh yeah, I got the Yankees.
1: Yeah, me too. I think the Yankees are, are gonna win that division fairly easily. Even with the Rays possibly being close and same thing with the Blue Jays, I just think when it's all said and done, I think the Yankees are really desperate to win another championship it has been so long since they've won that come down to trade deadline even if they're in a division control if they control the division I still think at trade deadline they're going to make some kind of a move whether it's a pitching arm or or something I I just can't see them holding pad even if with a fairly good uh, lead in that division so I'm going to pick definitely the Yankees for the east so now moving to the central we got tonight's uh, opponent, this weekend's opponent, the, the White Sox, but you also have the Twins, and those two seem to be the uh, top two teams in the Central. So who do, who do you have?
0: Uh, I like the White Sox. I know they're kind of the sexy pick right now. They really shored up their bullpen and their rotation. They picked up Liam Hendricks and Lance Lynn for the rotation. Um, we'll see if Dallas Keuchel can kind of continue his streak. He's been really good the last couple of years and kind of continue to be good without without kind of overpowering stuff. So he's kind of a tricky guy. Um, and then Lucas Giolito, he's probably my pick for the Cy Young this year. Um, tonight, Angels, tonight
1: against the Angels too.
0: Yep, Angels are facing him tonight. Um, I think he's going to do well tonight, but we can talk about that later. Um, but yeah, I, yeah, the Sox are, are really good. Even I think without um, Eloy Jimenez, um, they brought up one of their top prospects in Andrew Vaughn, who's like a big slugger. I think he's going to kind of fill the shoes of Jimenez for maybe for a little bit um the lineup is really good a lot of young talent uh Luis robert or robert um yohan mancada <laughs> but i don't know if it's robert or robert yeah, i don't know
1: I, I, I heard two different times way too so yeah
0: yeah so whatever but yeah the, the, they got a good lineup um the rotation's solid the bullpen solid um i like the indians a lot still even without lindor uh that rotation is really <laughs> good yeah. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if the Indians end up in second place and the Twins end up in third. I like the Twins, but uh, I don't know. They, uh, I don't know. I like Josh Donaldson still. I like a lot of their hitters. Max Kepler is a nice piece in right field, but uh, Jose Barrios hasn't really taken off as a kind of a true ace yet. They got Ken and Maeda. I wonder about their rotation. And they have uh, Hansel Robles, too, in that, ro- in that bullpen Is now. Is that Scott. where you
1: went? Okay, I was, actually, my wife asked me about that. Where'd he go? I'm like, I have no yeah, idea. Yeah, so I'm,
0: I'm a little nervous for their fan base for that, for right, sure. Right. But, uh, but he's an ex-angel,
1: so he'll probably do all right.
0: Right, exactly. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I got the White Sox.
1: Yeah, I, I agree, too. The White Sox, I think, are going to win the division. And kind of like what you mentioned, when you pitch like the way Cleveland can with some of their guys, Shane Bieber, um, you're always mm-hmm. going to have a shot. You know, it, it might be a lot of three to two losses, but those guys are going. Those pitchers are going to keep you in games. So the second place yep. for them, I don't think is you know crazy crazy, but you definitely everywhere you read, you see Sox and Twins kind of battle out. But I'm gonna go Sox one and Twins two with Cleveland not too far away. But yeah, I think Sox is definitely the favorite in that division. So now we move to the AL West, obviously with the Angels uh, in it. Um, so before we go, kind of talk about it, I want to get your opinion. What whoever wins the West, what is their win total this year?
0: Uh, I'm gonna say like 91, 92 wins. Uh, I don't think it's like anything over 95 um, this season. Um, I think the Astros are coming back to the pack a little bit. Um, the A's the, in the in the beginning of the off season, I looked at the Oakland A's and I was like, man, they haven't made any moves. <clears throat> but then they traded Chris Davis. They picked up. Uh, they traded for Elvis Andrews. And then they added to their bullpen kind of in very sneaky ways. They got uh, Rosenthal. I think they signed Sergio Romo as well. Um, yeah. So they have, they have this bullpen where I know the A's bullpen is going to be legit again this season. I don't know how, but I know it will. Um, and if they get contributions from like AJ puck, who's one of their pitching prospects and Luzardo and Frankie Montas bounces back. Uh, I think the, the A's will be fine. Um So, yeah, I would, sorry, I would say like 92, 93 wins, I think wins the division.
1: What about you, Chris? How many, now that you made your triumphant return, talking about the AOS. um, (laughs) He's back. Yeah, he's back now. Uh, How many wins, doesn't matter what team, how many wins do you think it will take to win the AOS this year?
2: Uh, AOS, one of the weakest divisions in baseball. Uh,
1: <laughs> I don't know. You look, sorry. At the, you look at the Central. Uh, besides, besides, uh, you know those some of those yeah, guys. I yeah, I get it. And all Central too.
2: Um, yeah, we're looking like yeah, n- maybe ninety four <laughs> tops. think uh, yeah. mean, the Angels have one year. 2014 i sent you a picture of all those uh, 2014 brand new division champion Ooh. hats yeah. at, uh today Something and funny. uh i think what did we have that year did we top 100 we 100? had best record in baseball it was 100 yeah no yeah. nowhere close to that i think we no, had 94 like if you're like absolute ceiling uh to win the division
1: yeah 94 um, sounds about right. A lot of people that I asked, the, the beat writers and, and just uh, people that cover the other teams, agree. You know, I was hearing from something as small or as uh, low as like ninety two to like ninety five. So I think anywhere in that three game range, I think that's what it's going to take to win the win the West. And obviously, um, this is our prediction because of opening day. Obviously, so I am going to go to Mike first. Angels record will be this year what?
0: I think they win uh, 86 games this year. I'm not sure what 86 minus 162 is, but, uh, what? yeah, 86 wins.
1: Does that get them into the wild card then?
0: Oh, man. I think they sniff a wild card. I think it ends up being, like, a 2015 situation where they, like, picked up a bunch of different guys. I think they had, like, David DeJesus at the end of that season. And, uh <laughs> oh, da- David. David.
2: Pulling David DeJesus
0: up. <laughs> yeah. hey, Jesus. Uh, yeah they they brought him they brought uh the flying hawaiian shane victorino but they, i think oh, they man. they sniffed the playoffs in 2015 i think this is going to be a very similar season to 2015 where like they're good but they missed the playoffs by like a half a game a game i think they're very close but not yet
1: okay chris what is the win total for the angels this year in 2021 yeah well i'm going to be a homer as always
2: and <laughs> I'm, i gotta say like Maybe 90 wins. 90 wins. There we go. Or does that, does that, when you have a payroll that's like top five, if you can't get 90 wins, I don't know what
1: you're doing. Does that make the playoffs thing? Because you already said that the division is going to take like 94, 93, but so is 90 enough to get into the wild card? A wild card? Yeah. Yeah. You're not going to win the division. But, and, um, and, and obviously right. now we're, you know, we're, we're real close to the opening day on the West Coast. So, by now, if we were going to have those extended playoffs which we did last year, it would already came out. So now you're talking about now just two playoff spots or yeah, wild card spots. So tough. that's definitely going to hurt the Angels this year because I, I am like Chris. I think you get. I think they break the 90 win total, but I, I at the end of the year I think they win 90 games, but I think they're like three games out of the wild card. I just, I just don't think. Um, you know, I think they have a better chance of winning the division than the wild card just because. With the wild card, you got to compete with you know the Twins. You got to compete with the uh, Blue Jays. You got to compete with um, you know even the Rays, even too, and or even just people in your division, the the, the A's and, and, and the Astros. So I'm going to say 90 wins and about two games out of the wild card spot. But the good thing is, if we're all wrong, we don't have to replay this at all. And if one of us <laughs> is right, we can chop it up and then post it, um, you know, in October and be like, you know what, we got this one right. So. <laughs> Yep. I would say time will tell, but if we're all wrong, time won't tell because we won't post this. So it's okay. <laughs> so we'll, we'll see how that is. But either way, I think the Angels have a good squad, and I want to ask you this about Mike. I think the Angels, more so out of any other team in baseball, has the has the biggest variance. So, like, if I were to tell you at the end of the year, the Angels were going to go like when. 82 games I don't think a lot of people would be surprised because of the depth issues but at the same time if I were to tell you at the end of the season they win 95 games and win a division I don't think that would surprise a lot of people too because they stayed healthy Otani had a great year Mike Trout had a Mike Trout year Rendon had a Rendon year do you can you think of any other team in baseball that would have that big of a gap where it's totally possible this guy or they would have this record or that record
0: No. Yeah. it's uh, Yeah. I mean, it could could really swing like very drastically uh, either direction. You know, if you told me 82 wins, I'd be like, yeah, sure. That makes sense. Or if you said like 94, I'd say, oh, you know, that seems a little high. But yeah, I mean, that's not out of the realm of possibility, because when I look at this Angels team, honestly, uh, it's one of the more talented Angels teams. I can remember. I mean, right. you got mm-hmm. Mike Trout. You got the the maybe not well, definitely talented, but the potential of this team, I think, definitely ranks up there with with Angel squads. Um, you know, from from previous years that were division winners. You know, um, so yeah, it's it's hard to say, but yeah, definitely a lot of a lot of variance for this team. Um, it's all going to come down to the rotation, obviously. Health, um, yeah, health. Health, I think,
1: health. I think more so. Than a lot of contending teams, it, it's gonna affect the Angels because I don't think they yeah. have a lot of depth in those, you know, uh, minor league guys. Like, you know, Adele is he gonna be ready if someone gets her in the first month? Mm-hmm. You know, pitching wise, how is Sandoval and and Bray gonna handle it if, if they need to make spot starts in the first couple months? Like,
2: yeah. I
1: think I think that's yep. gonna really be an issue with the Angels if if they need to start pulling guys from the minor league baseball and make serious contributions that might hurt but if the spot starts in and there i think that's they'll be fine but if it's an issue where they have to make you know starts for the rest of the year and they rush, say reed Detmer's up that can be a real issue but uh chris do you think how do you feel about the angels like you know like i like kind of like i mentioned the, the variance of of what their record could be does that sound about right or do you think do here you know, uh daniel like right behind you you'll
2: see a a lineup card. This is actually a game used lineup <laughs> card on the door, and, and it's from 2011. My eyes kind of suck right now, but I'm going to read you this lineup. Sure. Old, is Turris, Abreu, Hunter, Wells, Hendrick, Trumbo, Ibar, Borges, Wilson, and Santana on the mound. Do you think our team is better than that? Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes.
2: We're good. We're good.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah.
2: And you in I'm- the bullpen, you had Ramirez Downs, Takahashi, Cassavaugh, Bobby Cassavaugh, Rich Thompson. Uh, I can't read that one.
1: Yeah, so she doesn't have the greatest Oh, Rodney. Chip.
2: We had Rodney and we had Jordan Walden, who I thought was going to be like a pretty all-star with that little jump, throwing off the mound, 97-mile-an-hour pitch. <laughs> Where's Walden now? I yeah, don't know. Yeah, exactly. Anyways, I felt pretty good about the squad, probably like Mike said, more so than – you know, I don't know, probably dating back to like 09 or 08, like those mm-hmm. teams that had to run for sure.
1: So, again, I want to thank everyone for watching on YouTube, Instagram or um, Twitter, Facebook, all all that, especially the uh, giveaway participation was great. So kind of like moving forward now to, to uh, something else that we, we me and Chris have done and, and, and Johnny when he was here, um, the Tyler Skaggs Foundation this year, Wanted to try to find a way to donate to the Tyler Skaggs Foundation again this year. Kind of have like a, a, a counting total of something um, this year. And obviously, financially, we can't do strikeouts for 162 games because that's, that's a lot of strikeouts. Oh, come on, step on up, man. <laughs> so um, I talked to Carly. I I, I asked her what are her two favorite pitchers or two pitchers that she still is in somewhat contact with or, you know, she talks to. So one of them obviously was Andrew Haney. And the other one was um, she the way she put it is like Tyler always loved Felix Pena. Now, unfortunately, he's on the IL to start the season, but doesn't seem to be a serious issue. And it doesn't seem to be like something that's going to linger on for a long period of time. So I came up with an idea. Those are going to be our two horses this year. We'll take the the strikeout total from uh, Andrew Heaney. We'll take out the strikeout total from Felix Pena if he's healthy throughout the year for both guys. Um, and we'll, we'll ride those guys, whatever the strikeup total is for the year. Uh, again, 162 games. We'll see what it is. And that will be a donation for the Tyler Skaggs Foundation if these guys get injured or... Um, have to miss significant time one or the other then we can you know we'll we'll talk to Carly and we'll put our uh you know we'll we'll ride another horse but that's kind of what we're going to do this year uh the first two guys out of the gate are going to be Andrew Haney obviously because if you know the story between Andrew Haney and Tyler they were super close and uh in the words of um Carly Skaggs Tyler loved Felix Peña and loved his energy and so we're going to put our horse are our, our betting on those guys and we're going to have a strikeout total for those two and as the season goes you know obviously the more strikeouts the more money we donate and you know i think there's something that was really really awesome me chris johnny we all loved going out to the mural and um giving that giant check to carly and you know hopefully that's something we can do yearly now so um yeah those are our two guys uh, andrew haney and felix pena chris you got any thoughts
2: no, nah, I mean, I just love being a uh, part of such a great cause meeting with Carly in front of the mural. It was such a hard thing, but uh, it was just such a thing that I was blessed to be part of and just to do it again and to make it a yearly tradition and maybe to even do even more this year. Um, I hope so. And even, you know, looking at how John, who we will, who would have known yeah. back in October that he would join yeah. Tyler.
1: Yeah, exactly. Um, it's kind of we're doing it for two different reasons now, yeah, Tyler and so John.
2: It's gonna it's gonna be different uh, this year for sure.
1: Right. Uh, i um, happy to be part of it and um, for a good cause for sure. Definitely. Definitely. So um, those are our guys. So we'll be posting on our social media feeds, and, and even through the podcast, we'll keep you guys upgraded as, uh, updated as far as where the count total is and, and where that means for us in the Tyler Skaggs Foundation. And if you ever um, want to donate, again, $5, $2, $10, whatever, uh, org, Or if you go to our uh, bio in our Instagram or our, tw- our Twitter, um, click the link. And I'll set you up right there too. So either way works perfectly. So again, we're at seven hundred one. We got four minutes until first pitch. I am excited, and I want to thank Mike Brown again from the Big League Chewing Podcast um, for jumping on and and just going on this little ride with us for Opening Day and giving his thoughts about um, not only Angels baseball but kind of like obviously what we did with the uh, with with the division. So Mike, uh, shout out your podcast and anything else you got going on.
0: Yeah, thanks guys. Thanks for having me. Always a always a fun time here talking uh, talking halos with you guys. Um, yeah, we just wrapped up some season previews with a few different teams. Um, podcast is going to be rolling pretty hard into the regular season now. Um, you can follow me at ChewingCast on Twitter, uh, and you can find the podcast wherever uh, wherever you listen to podcasts.
1: Yeah, and again, he does a great job previewing other teams. And now with the season going on and the full 162 games, uh, he'll have you covered for any of the big news coming out. And then. Hopefully, if the Angels make some splashes, I'll, you know, I'll be jumping on there, too. But we'll see how the, there we go. We'll see how the Angels do this year. And hopefully they are in contention. So um, I can't thank you guys enough. Opening day. We're finally here. Uh, we'll be back Sunday night again. We're going to try to do one. Or I'm going to try to put at least one out after every series. So uh, Sunday night after the end of Sunday Night Baseball. Uh, look out for us on here on streaming on our YouTube, on our Twitter, on our Facebook, and then obviously coming out that same night with the podcast. Then we got two against the Houston after that, try to put another podcast out after that. So every time a series ends, look for another podcast and you can always reach us at the all angels podcast at gmail.com. We'll start taking more and more questions there. Now that the season's going, you see something during a game or during a series, you want to ask a question. Reach out to us. Again, Podcast at gmail.com is the easiest way to reach out to us and get your questions read on the podcast. So I am Dallin Garcia. That is? Uh, That is? That is? I am Chris Curator Johnson.
2: Hobie Milder is not on the Angels. He's not pitching tonight, so he cannot give up that Grand Slam to end the game (laughs) on opening day. So we're looking good.
1: Yeah, and then obviously that is Mike Brown of the Big League Chewing Podcast. We want to thank all you guys for uh, spending some time with us. Uh, First pitch is right around the corner. I cannot wait, and we will see you probably at a ballpark sooner or later. So if you see one of us, go ahead and uh, give us a wave, give us a high, and uh, if you want to buy me a beer, I wouldn't be opposed to that either. So we will talk to you on Sunday. Have a great night, and go Halos.
2: Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX
0: help students master their skills.
2: There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts.
0: slash podcast. Some people just know bundling with Allstate means big savings. Just like they know the right ingredient means big flavor. They know honey on pizza is where it's at. And olive oil on ice cream is the cherry on top. And they know when you bundle home and auto with Allstate, you can save up to 25%. Mm
1: Mm-mm